Thank you for coming to St James's Open Day. And I want to acknowledge our Indigenous dance troupe um, and also acknowledge the Turrbal and Jagara people on, on whose land we stand today. Um, I'd also like to acknowledge uh, that our flags are flying at half-mast today in honour of our past Prime Minister, Mr Bob Hawke, who sadly passed away last night. So we remember the times of his leadership and also his support of Indigenous and First Nation people of our country. So, um, so what I'd like to do now is just to talk a little bit about the school, but the main people who will be doing the talking are some of our students. So we've just heard from our dance troupe. And not many schools do have an Indigenous dance troupe, so we're very lucky to have Auntie Teresa here, who is a traditional landowner herself and able to make, you know, provide that support to have a dance troupe. And in fact, our dance troupe is asked to go to other schools to perform. So that really is wonderful. So we really welcome Indigenous students into our college. So my next step is to introduce some of our student ambassadors. So I'll ask them all to come forward. Mr Wiseman, if they could all come down. And as you can see, our college is a very multicultural community. This is a great advantage. Uh, during the week, I met with a, a um, person who leads the Global Learning Centre in Brisbane... And really, if you read any of the latest educational research reports, you'll see how important it is to be a global learner. Because as we know, our economy now is across the world. It's not just in Australia. So if you're working for any company, in fact, there's a, a member of our college board, um, her name, who is one of the Rio Tinto HR people, and she said they look for the qualities in people, number one, can they work across the world? So we say when you come to St James, you can make friendships with the world because you can see there's a huge number of nationalities in our students here. Just introducing myself, my name is Anne Rebgetz. I'm the principal of St James. I've only been here this year, so I'm delighted to be here and privileged to be here. Prior to being principal here, I was principal for 10 years at St Columban's College at Caboolture and prior to that, principal um, of a, a P-12 school in the Northern Territory of 730 Indigenous students at Wadair. So after many years of principalship, the reason I applied for the position here and was delighted to win the position was because of this dealing and working with a global community because I think it is the way of the future. So I'm going to hand over to Mariam first because Mariam is our college captain along with Paul, who Paul, I think, is busy practising. Oh, he is there. Come through, Paul. Uh, I was just thinking you were up there dancing again with the African dance troupe. It is our cultural concert tonight. If you want to see a concert of all nations, come along this evening. It's only $5 to get in. And you will see all of these students perform. They've been practising for weeks. And I am delighted because I've never been before either. But I'm, we're in for a treat this evening. So I'll hand it over to them. They're just going to say a few words each and pass the microphone down. So you can hear some of the stories and why they think St James is a school to consider for your son or daughter or grandchild or friend. Over to you, Mariam. Um, okay, so Miss, my name is Mariam. I've been at St James College since grade eight, so this is my first high school. Before St James, I went to a state school in Marsden. Um, my mum chose St James College because all my brothers have come here, but before coming here, I was really, I was, I was a shy person. Um, when I first started here, I've met a teacher named Miss Waylon, which she was a bit, she was a bit loud. <laughs> um, for my first couple months here, I didn't really was I wasn't really interested in socialising. I just wanted to be here to from 
eight to three. I just wanted to learn and then go home and full stop. <laughs> but now, looking at myself from when I was in grade eight to now, I've been involved in so many. I've done Gen X. I'm now college captain, which I would have never expected myself to be here because I, getting up on stage and talking to people wasn't something that I was very confident or did not want to do at all. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Here at St. James, I have now I have many friends since it's, our school only has like 400 students, so you get to know everyone pretty well and pretty quickly. All the teachers here are basic, uh, really laid back and chilled, so it's not like it's not very it's not very strict all the time during lunch times and stuff. You can have a nice conversation with the teacher and not worry about getting a detention afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, that's my oh I'm. I'm South Sudanese. I came here when I was two years old. I was born in a refugee camp in Kenya. I only stayed there for a couple, for like six months, and then coming here, I was, I was young, so you know, I didn't really, I don't remember much there. So Australia's been the only home that I know since I was little. Thank you. When I finish high school, I'm hoping to get into paramedicine, so then I can study to be a paramedic. After paramedicine, I do want to explore, you know, the doctoral side of medicine to be a doctor. That's me. <laughs> um, hello, everybody. My name is Paul Paul. Welcome to uh, St. James College. And I came first to St. James um, only last year. But before that, um, I was originally in Melbourne. And I did primary school over there at Sacred Heart Primary School. And me, I'm from South Sudan, which is near Egypt in the northern side of Africa. Um, we, Me and my mother and my brother, we grew up in a very hard place because there was a civil war there. So it wasn't safe for us to stay there because we were very young and we just, my, my mother and my father was, he was a doctor at the war. So he would um, cure like um, soldiers that were wounded and stuff like that. So he wasn't really with us th that long. So then me and my mother, me and my mother and my brother, um, she took us to Egypt. So she, she thought it was uh, much safer there. But when we got there, um, it was a bit safer, but the Egyptians didn't really like Sudanese like that. They would, um, they would be like be racist because uh, the color of our skin and stuff like that. They weren't really inclusive and stuff. So my mother wanted to find a better life for us. She didn't want something like for us to grow up in a, in an area like that, you know. So we um, flew to Australia. We got the opportunity um, as refugees to come to Australia, and we were very grateful. And then, so um, yeah, we came to Brisbane first, and then we went to Melbourne, and then we came here. And then um, in my in future, I wanted to um, become a doctor so I can go back to my country and help the older people um, that are sick there because I believe everybody has the right to be, um, to be healthy and when everyone's healthy, they can, they can enjoy what they, they want in life. They can achieve what they want in life as well. And something I like about St. James is that it's an inclusive community. They include everybody in, um, in different, and they include everybody and they give everybody different opportunities that they never had before, you know? And um, it's, very, it's very happy to be here. Thank you. Hi, my name is Afon. I'm the Mary Rice House Captain. So I went to St. Mark's in Inala as primary and I came to St. James only last year like Paul. So I was born in Egypt, but my story is much like Paul's. Um, my dad basically had to do labour work in Sudan just to finish his schooling and my mum had to drop out of school when she was in grade five because she was a girl and she had a male brother. And my mom didn't want that to be the life for us. And my dad didn't want us to suffer and do slave work um, just to get, get an education. So they decided to move to Egypt, which is where I was born. But I am South Sudanese. And um, from Egypt, just like Paul, they didn't treat us right. They believe black is the color of slaves. So they treated us really wrong. And um, from there, my parents decided to take a humanitarian visa to Australia. And that was in 2002. So I was born in 2002 and I came here in 2002. So I've been here for 17 years of my life. So Australia is the only um, home that I actually know. And um, when I'm older, I want to become a midwife. And just like Paul, go back home and help my people because a lot of the times we lose children over little things that can be like helped with the proper education that we don't have there, that we can get here and help them back home. And what I love about St. James is we're so diverse and different. There's so many different things for, to cater to everyone. You don't just have to do OP or ATAR to get into uni. There's so many different courses like certificate threes and fours that our school captain did that secured her a job, got her an income and will take her to uni. So no matter where you are in life or where you are academically, there's something for everyone here. Thank you.
Good morning, my name's Irene. And just like the other two said, yeah, life wasn't really good back in South Sudan. So I came here when I was like around six. So this is like basically the only home I know. I'm basically Ugandan and South Sudanese and all. One thing I like about St. James is an inclusive, diverse community. It welcomes all, doesn't matter where you're from. And the education, uh, we have a great learning environment here. And what I want to become when I finish school is a lawyer and yeah, and the primary school I went to before coming to St. James, Krieger State School back in like Ipswich. And I remember my brothers and sisters going here. I really didn't want to come here first. So my mom and that practically convinced me to come here and it turned out I loved it. And yeah, it'll be really good for you you to bring your kids here because St. James is a wonderful school. Hey guys, my name's Gabe. For those who don't know me, um, I've been running one of the tour groups today. Um, I was born in the beautiful city of Canberra. Um, I'm sure we all know where that is. Um, I went to Brisbane at the age of two um, when my family decided that work was better up here. And I went to St. Oliver Prunkett's Primary School, which was one of a few primary schools that I went to. But that was where I spent the predominant amount of my time. St. James, like every other school, offers classes. Four lessons a day we offer here. But I feel St. James, over the time that I've been here, has taught me a lesson that no other school could ever provide. Has taught me a lesson of people, a lesson of culture, a lesson that I do not feel that any other school in Brisbane could have ever taught me. It is a lesson that is, you know, Whilst all of the other four lessons we have a day, it's operated throughout them. It's been there teaching me what, who I truly am and what I truly can be. It's taught me who my friends are. And this is the lesson that St. James will end up providing, I hope. My friends group consists of uh, people of many nationalities. Uh, I've got a friend from Lebanon and we've got two friends from India that all sit down in the same group that I um, sit with. And the lesson that they've taught me um, is inclusivity. Uh, they've taught me how to respect other cultures and how to see the differences that other cultures have and how to use that to advance myself. And that is what global learning is all about at St. James College. It's a lesson that whilst we teach the other ones, it's still in the background and, um, and it is the true lesson that St. James teaches. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Marshall and I'm a one of the longhouse captain and I've um, been here since uh, in 2017 and started out in grade 10. Um, when I first started here, I, w I sh feel like I share the same situation as Miriam, the college captain, that I didn't feel like, you know, socializing was never part of my, it's not my thing. But as time goes by, teachers and all the friends here, they all welcome you. And yeah. It started to build up within me. That I started to have more confidence, and I'm no longer being like just sit back and let other people do the work. I just I want to jump out and participate with them, and say like let's build something together instead of just sit back and watch. And also one thing throughout the Saint James has taught me that, in other than all the lessons. And I've also learned um, many things like different cultures, difference, as I was really never, never thought about religions other than academic subjects. And yeah, because the school back in my school, I was in a British international school back in Vietnam. Um, all I learned is that it was a very competitive environment. Like, it's more tense than at school here, and I just find it very stressful. And I feel like I might have a dropout, but my mom decided to let me have an experience of overseas, like studying overseas, and 
that's my story of coming here to Australia and been in love with Australia ever since. Been in love with St. James College. And one thing that I've, I've felt many times back in schools, like in terms of education and other physical education as well, especially physical education, and saying like, you're not good at this stuff, you're not worth to be part of the team. But here at St. James, these are different stories. Because no matter if you fail or you didn't succeed, they welcome you back to the team and say, hey, let's try again together. But through step by step, we'll get there. And that's Jimmy's for you. And when I finish schools, I'm planning to go to the QT, uh, the um, IT specialist course, to, so I can take part of the Cisco team in America. And hopefully I'll see some of the faces here we see today at next year, St. James. Thank you. Um, my name is Ndonde Fikiri. Um, my parents died when I was nine, along with my other five sisters and brothers. So that's how I became a refugee. I went to Malawi and stayed there, and then I went to South Africa and stayed there. So I flew from South Africa to here. Before my parents died, they wanted us to have a good education, but they never got a chance to give to give us that education. So in Australia, when I came here, Australia is like um, a new home for me with peace. Some of us never experienced peace. Like at this time, some of us would be hiding in the house because there was war going on every second. It never stopped. But here, I can sleep peacefully for hours, but I still have to come to school. <laughs> um, so when I came here, I went to Milpera and to Indropili. My parents wanted me, um, my new parents wanted me to learn in Indropili, but I never liked the school. Because first of all, they don't have a uniform. So I thought, the whole point of studying, I, I really want a school that has a uniform. Um, yeah, that's when I met this girl here, uh, this one. She was wearing a St. James uniform. So every day I'll ask her, what school do you go to? Because I usually see you looking really good. I really want to come to that school. <laughs> and she gave me all the details. So I went to my mom and started crying. I said, oh, I really want to go to that school. And my mom, um, she came here and enrolled us here. I started here in year nine, 2016. Since then, um, I've been having a really great time here. I would say this school is the best for me because I never felt like I belong somewhere else than here. This is actually my family. <laughs> the teachers here are great. I was very lucky enough to meet Mr. Wiseman. He's our deputy principal. He's like my dad. I call him my dad, but he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wiseman has my back. I have his back. But sometimes I take his job sometimes, and he let me do that. <laughs> um, there was this day that he asked me what I wanted to do in life when I finished year 12. And when I told him that I, I wanted to be a businesswoman when I study hard, hopefully. And he told me that I'll be very good because I'm very bossy. But in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> I don't intimidate people, but it's just what I do. Like, sometimes you got to be bossy. <laughs> yeah, so what I want to do when I finish high school is... Um, if I'll get money or scholarship, I might go to uni and start the Bachelor of International Business because I really want to travel. I want to travel everywhere and explore new cultures. Yeah. So one thing I would like about St. James is it's the best. For sports, basketball here, if your child lacks basketball, this is a great place. Like This is number one place that your child should be attending. <laughs> Sports program here, we're like the best. I can't lie because I don't lie. 
like honestly, uh, myself, I wasn't that talented to do sports. But if most of people here do basketball, they already travel Melbourne, Sydney, just to play basketball. And one of our students last year went to America, and now she got a scholarship to United States, yeah, to study there and do basketball. She really loved basketball, but she wasn't she wasn't that great in subjects and stuff. But basketball kept her like really good, and then now she can study and do basketball at the same time, which is very lucky. You don't get that every day, so. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've said much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hi, uh, my name is Sam. I'm from Congo. Uh, my story is now um, it's like compared to Donda's story. Uh, my mom would pretend like um, there's nothing wrong going on in the country, but we know there's some war and stuff. Uh, one thing I like about St. James is um, I feel like St. James has given me opportunity to become myself and do something great. Um, when I finished school in year 12, I want to go to uni and study politics. So, ah, yeah. Thanks. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome again to St. James College. My name is Dominica. And I came to St. James in 2016, term two. And I've been in Australia for four years, turning five years this year. And my story is similar to Donde. So I came from Uganda. And me living in Uganda, we've been living in a refugee camp as well. And seeing people being killed, like literally seeing by our eyes. And at night time, we couldn't sleep. Every time hearing guns, you can't even eat or anything like that. You've been scared to go to the toilet. We could always, it's not funny, man. <laughs> Um, you, oh, and also, also, we always had to sleep like under the beds because every time like you can hear guns just going vroom vroom and all that. And from there, my mom couldn't really handle it anymore. She was because she wanted a better life for us. She wanted us to have education and become what we want to do in the future, so that we can help her and other family as well. And then she had a plan. We don't know how she did it, but then one day she was like, "Oh, we're gonna go to a place called Australia, because you know Africa, no one knows Australia. In Africa, people just know America, America. So we don't know where Australia is. So um, so one day, and then she was like, "Oh, we're having an interview to go to Australia. So we had that, and then from there it worked out. And then we came to Australia. I couldn't speak English because I didn't go to school at all. I would only say hi and my name, and that's it." And then when I came, they took me to a school where Donde went to, um, Mepera as well. That's where we all met there. And then we studied um, Mepera. We had to learn English. And then I went to Indropili with her as well. And then from there, I left her in Indropili. And then my and then my mom brought me to St. James because my cousins used to come to St. James. And then my auntie told us that, oh, St. James is really a good school, so we should go try St. James. So when I came to St. James, I was really shy and not really not confident enough. And I was like, how am I really going to be talking to these people if I can't really speak English properly? And everyone is there, you know, speaking English, saying, what's good, what's good, you know? And I'm just like, okay, you know, you got to try hard. And I will always, you know, go home, do my schoolwork. You know, I was like, I really want to do better. And I want to really want to give, like, you know, become a better person in the future so that I can able to help people back home who really needed our help as well because there's a lot that needs to be done back home. So I started learning, and yeah, I, St. James made me someone that, you know, I never knew I could become like this, you know, being a house captain, leading people, you know, being a good example to others. It's something that I never thought I could be, but St. James really made me a better person, and I'm really proud that St. James really made me who I am today. And something I love about St. James is that um, they give really so much opportunities to people, even though, like, we don't really neglect people of who you are, what your faith is, your traditions, or anything like that. We invite people from every culture, traditions. You just, you're welcome, you know. You treat everyone with respect because everyone has the right to be treated with respect and all that. So, yeah, and I think that's all. Am I missing something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing, yeah. So when I graduate... Um, so my career is, because I've always wanted to do this, because me seeing my people struggling back home, needed help, because my grandfather died last year 
from, you know, sickness and all that. I don't know what it's called. But missing all my family struggling with sickness, I'm just like, I needed to do something, you know, to be able to help them and improve their lives, you know, and to show them that, you know, they have someone who is really, you know, good at something. So when I grow, when I graduate, I wanted to study to become a practitioner nurse, and hopefully I'll do that. Um, hey guys and welcome. My name is Natasha and I'm from Malawi. I came here in Australia in 2013. Um, um, I used to go to a school called St. Mary's in Ipswich and uh, this is my first year at St. James. Um, I would say St. James is a very great school. Um, when, I came, like, when I went to my, um, the old girls' school, like, it was really awkward for me because like, I'm not used to being surrounded by like a lot of girls. So when I came here, I felt really comfortable. Like... You know, I'm a very, like, hyped person, and this school is, like, very hyped. Everybody had a lot of energy, and me me being here was, like, oh, damn. Like, I can vibe with everybody, and, like, that was really good for me. And um, what I, when, I, um, when I finish school, I want to be a surgeon so, like, I can go back home and, like, help my family and my dad and everything. And, yeah. Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, so before I came to St. James, I went to West End College, uh, West End State School, sorry. Um, and I was bullied a lot. And when I came to St. James, that changed completely. Uh, everyone respected each other. The sense of community was a lot better because it was a small school. Everyone knew each other. If you had done something like bullying to another person, you'd probably not get respected. Um, <laughs> I'm not great at speaking, so <laughs> I'm not gonna talk too long. Um, the sense of community w really helped me become more extroverted than what I used to be. I used to be afraid to socialize, to talk to new people, but now I'm a lot more capable of talking to new people. I also used to be too afraid to talk to shop clerks, but now, come on, it's talking to someone. <laughs> um, when I graduate, I wanna be uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a software engineer. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, hi everyone, my name's Holly. Uh, I came to St. James last year and when I came it was very welcoming and you made friends pretty quickly because everyone just like comes up to you because you're brand new and you're like, oh, hi, hi, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so it's very welcoming and teachers are very helpful at the school. So if anything happens, you just go to a teacher and they're willing to help and they will help no matter what. Um, what are the other questions? I already forgot. Oh, uh, when I leave school, I don't even know what I want to do. My mom will probably just ship me over to Perth, to be honest, this year, for a whole year. I'll be like, wow. Um, that's about it. Hey guys, my name is Julian. So I came to St. James in year eight and my first, like the reason I chose St. James was because firstly, I have a couple of learning difficulties like a lot of other students here. And when I found out that St. James had the support and like the, I'm not exactly sure how to explain this, but just like the amount of support St. James gives, like the teachers and the small classrooms and all that just really helped me get through the year and also like you guys in like you guys really helped me because um just creating the new friendships and stuff because when I first came to St. James I was pretty shy I was like I didn't really know a lot of people and stuff but when I got into year 11 and 12 I started to build a lot of friendships and it just got really good and then now here we are last year trying to get through but yeah and then when I finish school hopefully I want to become a pilot so travel the world and yeah, that's about it. So, thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and I've been in St. James since grade eight. Before I came to St. James, I went to New Farm State School, primary school. <laughs> the reason I, my parents both chose St. James, even though they're split up, is because they think it will be easier for me to get more fit in. But when I first came here, I was really shy. I thought no one didn't even like me at first, but now I just 
got along with everyone. Yeah. So what I want to do when I finish school is I want to work for BMW and Mini cars. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Hi, my name's Gibson Gray. Um, I've been at St James since grade seven. Um, despite being taller than these guys, I am younger than them. I'm only 14. Um, St James is an inclusive community. Uh, it's one of, it's, as being as a small co-ed school in the inner city, it's an amazing little tight-knit community where everyone knows everyone and you all join together. You have, for example, I, I knew Jonathan from New Farm State School. I also went there. And it was, it was, a, it was similar at, that, um, at New Farm, but then you come to St. James. It's just it's absolutely amazing to be together with people from all different grades. Um, in our homerooms, we have grades 7 to 12, and you get to know everyone. There isn't a person that I could walk past and I would say, oh, I haven't met that person yet, unless, of course, they've been here for one or two days. And it's great. It's a small, this just, it's a melting pot as well. It has a melting pot of ideas and cultures. You learn things that no other school in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, will ever understand. And it's just great to be here. And one of the things that I'd like to do when I grow up and go through university, um, I'd like to become an architect and help design our city. And it would be um, very great to do that with the help of St James. Thank you. Hi, my name is Daniel. Uh, I've been in St. James since grade seven. Uh, I came to Australia in 2006, just like a fun Miriam and Paul and Irene. Uh, I'm from South Sudanese. Uh, I lived in Egypt, but it wasn't a good area. So my mom decided to come to Australia to pursue a bit of life for me and my sister. Uh, St. James is a wonderful school. Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else, just perfect. And when I graduate, I'd like to become a doctor so I can go back to my country and help innocent casualties of the war. And thank you. Well, everyone, I think um, these students have done a tremendous job. I didn't know how many there were going to be. And also, they weren't scripted. So what an extraordinary um, witness to their expression and and their sense of community and inclusivity from what they said. So it made me feel very moved and proud to be here and I'm sure as people coming in to have a look at the school, whether you decide this is the school for you, for your son or daughter or not, it's been a marvellous journey to hear their stories today and their very moving stories. So thank you so much. Thank you. You can sit down now. Um, just in terms of, of the college, um, obviously we have a vision. We talked about culture. <coughs> Leadership is very much working as a team. Our learning and teaching, as you could hear from the students, is at the centre of the needs of the students. And as you also heard from the students, that they're very aspirational in many areas. So we try to get that aspiration, their dream, to become a reality. In terms of the students um, and the college and its facilities, you're seeing that today and, of course, everything will just develop and grow in that way. And our industry links. As one of the students said, we are so well placed in the city that enables us to form partnerships and to uh, facilitate school-based traineeships for our students and that's certainly a growth area and we've been talking to many people. Health is obviously a, a huge area of growth. Um, but where we're situated, whether it's technology, um, hospitality, tourism, we're in the centre of where it's happening and the potential is amazing. So who are we? A Catholic co-educational secondary college, 151 years old. It's actually started off as a boys' school and it's the oldest Catholic boys' school in Queensland. And you can see these pictures up here. That was the original school and the original um, uniforms. 
We're an Edmund Rice Education Australia School. Edmund Rice is a national organisation and the headquarters of that is in Melbourne. That brings us into a national network and a global network. So we look at um, that has implications for us on many levels. Multicultural, multilingual, the number of languages spoken. Many of our students speak three or four languages and that kind of rubs off as a norm in terms of other students. The students mentioned they're in a vertical ho homeroom in terms of pastoral care. We're very strong on making sure that the well-being of students is number one. We have an intervention culture. We have a strong um, learning enhancement centre, a very strong vocational program. We believe that academic and vocational go hand in hand. So as we said before, in terms of international students, we actually have international students as well as refugees and, and um, Marshall who spoke from Vietnam is an example of an international student. We have probably about 60 international students, most of whom are from China. In terms of our fees here, we call it affordable excellence. Um, in terms of the fees, in total this year, they're 6,900. That includes everything. Um, if you're comparing it to a state high school, in our program, there's a one-to-one -one laptop program that's included. All of the excursions are included. So, in terms of that, it probably costs about 1500 to 2000 to educate a student in a government school if they're providing a laptop, etc., plus the excursion money you pay out every week. So, it's not a very big differentiation of that. If there are families who, you know, are not able to afford that fee, we, if, we look at their circumstances and certainly take that into account. Our Edmund Rice ethos is to support families who aren't as financially well off as others. In that case, at the moment, we're the school in Brisbane that has the largest number of asylum seekers. We have 20 students who've just come off Nauru. And um, I mentioned that particularly because those students are very aspirational. They want to do well, but many of them could not attend school in Nauru because the conditions in Nauru were so horrific. They are still in community detention and that's a difficulty. And our school really reaches out because when we enrolled those students and I enrolled most of those students at the beginning of the year, I thought I would get from the federal government the same amount of money as other students. I discovered in the last four weeks that any of them who turned 18, which is very common for students in year 12, um, that we don't get the funding from the government. The government gives no funding for 18-year-old asylum seekers. I mention that because, you know, it's not a... I've gone to the Minister for Education. I've gone everywhere I could go to get the answer on this one. Luckily, we have an organisation that is very supportive of educating those students... That's Edmund Rice Education Australia. But it is absolutely criminal what the current government is doing in not supporting our refugees that are coming from Nauru. All of these families have been classified as refugees. So I'm sorry, I have to be political because one of the things about Edmund Rice is having a voice and speaking out and that's what we encourage our students to do is to be advocates and speak out where they see injustices. Our touchstones are solidarity and justice, gospel spirituality, inclusivity and um, education is liberation and liberated education. And liberation, as you know, means freedom. So if we're going to give people freedom, we need to get these asylum seekers out of detention. They're in our own backyards being treated in detention. So, um, so just in terms of the school, we like to think we live the justice values that we preach. And that's a really good example of the organisation and the college supporting those students. Um, actually, we were just talking about that affordable excellence. In terms of that, um, the choices that you have here in the number of subjects and the number of certificates we offer is a very huge range. 
as we said, we're not a huge school, so but we still have an incredible variety of subjects. So that really gives our students the step up and we're also able to cater for the range of students. We have um, immersion programs, we have um, in scholarships and bursaries for students in terms of their backgrounds and sometimes that takes the, the form of concessions. And as we said, we've got the facilities. Um, educating students for a world yet to be imagined. I put this slide up because that's actually from the latest uh, research and I guess promotions from the federal government in terms of what they're saying that schools should be doing. So they're actually talking about the importance of this across all schools in the country. And in our school, we're very, very conscious of that. What is the world yet to be imagined? What are the skills? And it's very much changed the skills. We know we can Google content on anything, but we can't Google skills. We have to learn skills. So the problem-solving skills, the literacy, numeracy, you know, all being digitally um, skilled, being able to work in a team, having good people skills that came across strongly from our students are all foundation skills that are absolutely essential. These um, documents here all talk about the importance of the society, an enterprise culture, an entrepreneurial culture. We live in an age of Uber, Airbnb. All of that is about enterprise culture and the platforms of organisations and employment changing all of our students need to be able to make money from what they can produce and problem solve. So you may have seen students down in our industrial tech making some little games that they'll be able to sell or it might be a breadboard that they can be able to sell. So, you know, the concept of being having your own business, being able to go to the markets, somehow maybe even busking, you know, whatever it is, using your skill to earn an income. In terms of um, the reports, these are some of the reports like crunching the numbers is the Mitchell Report. The Mitchell Report is one of the latest government reports which actually talks about the number of students in universities throughout Australia. You may not be aware that only 25% of all students in Australian universities actually get there through an ATAR or an OP. 75% of students in universities did not come through an OP or an ATAR system. That's not to say that an ATAR or an OP is not very important, but there are many, many pathways and that's what people often forget. If you do a certificate three and you complete that, that is a pathway to get into a university because that converts to a tertiary rank. So we have very skilled careers advisors and looking at those partnerships so that whether it's in an apprenticeship... And think of the, think of the skills. If, if you perhaps... It, when you've been down to industrial tech, you'll see the, the um, motor car that the students are making in Cert to engineering. If you want to be an engineer and you can actually make that car and you go for a job because you've got the certificate to an engineering which says you've done that, um, do you think you're going to be ahead of the university student who hasn't done anything like that, might have done their engineering but has no hands-on skills? So if you're Rio Tinto, who are you going to employ? You're going to employ the one who has the hands-on skills. And that's what we try and do here, be very strategic, smart, give our students the opportunity so that they have the opportunity to be very competitive and strategic in the marketplace. So that, that's just a, a graph of where the needs are in terms of our labour market. So we actually look at that closely to say where should we be steering our students in terms of their preferences. Obviously, health is a huge growth area, education a growth area, um, personal services, technology. In Queensland, obviously, tourism and hospitality. So we look at that to say where are we going and technology buildings, as we can see all around us. So this is just a bit of a summary. We have 10 industry areas. We have lots of school-based trainees and uh, apprentices that opportunities for our students. In terms of those areas, the um, training areas would be around health, fitness, business, hospitality, um, engineering, creative industries. So the, a really good cross-section of areas. 
these are the, the areas of skills which are the defining factors. Last couple of weeks, I, we actually advertised for a, a teacher aid position here. I was quite shocked because we actually got about 70 applications for those positions and most of the applications were people with university degrees for a teacher aid. So that's actually proving the point of people... That's really good for us because the people that we can employ are very well qualified. But in terms of the economy, it's showing that there are many people out there with university degrees who may not have jobs in areas of choice and so they're looking for jobs that they can explore while they develop their areas of choice. So foundation skills and employability skills, very important to be problem solving, show initiative, be able to get up and talk like those students to be the tour guides, planning, organising, self-management and technology. All of these skills on top of those foundation skills are very, very important. So we look at taking the students from where we are. We're introducing a new writing program next term called Write That Essay, which is a very extensive writing program. Um, but just to get them capable, really as capable as we can in the foundation skills so the employability skills are equally valued. So the core subjects, uh, because we're a Catholic school, we do do a religious education. You can see there um, music, geography, French, phys ed, history, English, math, science, design, living technologies, visual art, hospitality, IT. But you know, if we see there's a need between now and next year, we may um, change some of those as well. Um, the Year 9 and 10 curriculum gives you some electives, so there's more choice. And at the moment, it's IT, hospitality, outdoor education, art, accounting and law, digital technologies. Year 11 and 12 subjects, um, as they are there, English, Maths, RE, Visual Arts and Practice. They are the subjects that um, are probably not... They're, they're the more vocational subjects the general subjects that would count in the... A for an ATAR, I'll explain that in a minute because it's a new system. But we see we have English, English as a second language, maths, maths methods, specialised maths, chemistry, physics, biology, study of religion, modern history, accounting, visual arts, legal studies and other subjects we can also provide linking them. And they're all our range of certificates, um, including sport coaching, outdoor education, fitness... And we're looking at introducing the um, Compass Certificate, which is one about uh, ministry and outreach. So the ATAR is the new system. So currently our Year 12 students are in the OP system. We're going to the ATAR system and the next year's Year 12 will be doing an ATAR on an ATAR pathway or the, what we call the new QCE, which is the Queensland Certificate of Education. So you don't have to do an ATAR. An ATAR, but it is a pathway to university, but not the pathway, because as I said, there's lots of pathways. So, and in the new ATAR, you can actually include a certificate three subject as part of the calculation of the ATAR. So that's that's just explaining things in itself, um, but we're very oriented towards that. So for an ATAR, you can have either have five general subjects or four general subjects plus an applied subject or a Cert three or higher. So it is different to the old OP system in that way. Some of you will be across that. So our house system here, which is very strong, it's uh, approximately 100 to 120 per house. House deans for each house, homeroom teachers, vertical homerooms and our house leaders whom you listened to this morning. We have a pastoral team led by the Deputy Principal and Student Services. We have a Director of Wellbeing, Issa Kelly, who greeted you at the gate. And um, I think Mr Wiseman's up there, the Deputy Principal, saying hello to everyone. Uh, Mr Lays, is she there, Assistant Principal? Oh, and I can see my daughter Louisa and granddaughter Molly there too. Welcome. They'd not seen the school before I said, best day to come is open day. <laughs> Molly might be in getting enrolled, Louisa, is that right? Um, and sport. We, as we heard, very strong in sport, particularly basketball, but also soccer, rugby league, netball, 
Um, we won the AFL grand final, the girls, girls team in AFL. Very excited about that. Um, and rugby union, so it, athletics, swimming. On the art side, we've got three projects. That's why we've got the raffles there trying to raise money. And we're a polling booth tomorrow. So we're hoping to make lots of money through the Democratic sausage, through the Democratic cake, through the Democratic bake sale and Democratic raffle. So please encourage people to come along and vote here. So we've got three projects going. One is the Global World Scholars. So we had a team of 12 students, or the three teams, I think, that competed at Churchy over the Easter break, got to the next rounds, which is in Sydney. So we've got those 12 students going down to Sydney to um, compete. So we've also got two teams in Confraternity Rugby League and the the Queensland Independent Secondary Schools Netball, which is on at the same time in Bundaberg. So we're financing, get the kids are raising money to go there. And also we've got an immersion, Indigenous immersion program going to Darwin and, and the Tiwi Islands, so we're raising money for that. So um, we want to provide all those opportunities and so it is a very vibrant culture as some of the students spoke about. And tonight is the big cultural night, as we said. So that's going to be music all night, dancing all night, different cultures. Um, I think I heard someone practising the haka. Would that be right, Mr Wiseman? Well and truly. So if you are a New Zealander, you are welcome and um, to come along. So on the counselling side, Dr Shannon O'Gorman leads our wellbeing team in that area. She wasn't able to be here today, but um, she's extremely um, capable and talented in the area of family therapy and anger management, group therapy, trauma-informed practice, school refusal. Uh, so in terms of that, her knowledge of interventions and, and how to support families is very strong. Her background's actually a social working background, um, but we have a team of people then that she leads under the, her in terms of supporting the well-being of our students. So that's very important because, you know, it's well documented in education, two things that are crucial to outcomes, high expectations. So if we have a bottom-line-based culture that actually doesn't expect kids to achieve very highly, they won't achieve highly. But the other crucial factor is the relationship. So you know yourself... If, there's, if, if you have someone that doesn't think that you're very good at what you do or you don't have a good relationship, it's very hard to do your best as a student. So we really work hard to make sure the relationships are good so that we can get the best out of our students. And with that, as I said, we have a lot of learning intervention um, so that we actually, if there's a learning problem in some area, we try to minimise that problem and maximise the strengths of the students so we get the outcomes. So what are we doing? We've got some Taste Today's three sessions um, at school that we'll be running. Um, we're starting that. Some days are coming up. Isa Kelly is running that. Um, term three and four, and we have a orientation day on November 29th. That's today. And um, also we've got some sporting carnivals that we'd be looking at later in the year.